Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Shia, Shia. I just went riding my horse. Very sweaty, but I wanted to reach out because I feel like I'm not ready to give up on this yet and... I too am heartbroken and I want to figure this out. And, you know, I think this might be a bit of a wake up call for Miss Flo. And I want to know if you're open to giving this a shot with me, with us. If she really commits, if she really puts her, her mind and heart into it at this point. And if you guys can make peace, and I respect your point of view, I respect hers. But if you guys can do it, what do you think? Is there hope? Is there hope? Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. I hope you guys are doing good. I hope you had a good week. I hope you have a good week. I'm feeling like in a, I don't know, like in a state of transition right now. There are a lot of things that feel very in flux and very up in the air. And, um, you know, that is, can be scary. I'm being vulnerable, you guys. Whoa. <laughs> but I'm hopeful, you know. I, I'm, I'm hopeful that things will be on the upswing. So if you guys want to send some good vibes my way. I would appreciate them, and I send them back to you in return, and hope that we all have, like, the best week ever. So, um, let's get into this episode. We have a good amount of things to talk about, um, but before that, I was on Hollywood Crime Scene. Such a fun episode. We talked about, you guys, the Kitchen Nightmares episode, um, entitled Amy's Baking Company, the episode from hell If you haven't watched it, it's, like, available on 
basically everywhere. Clearly, they want people to have eyes on it, even to this day. I think you can watch it on YouTube. But if you have seen it, watch it again. And check out the episode, because it was a really fun conversation with Rachel and Desi. I love them. They're my sisters. And, um, you know, we're collectively part of the Dumb Bitch Network. And it's a group that I'm most proud to be part of. So check that out. And, uh, yeah, let's get on with the show. Um, I want to start off, you know, with a can I get a hell yeah. We're starting off on a positive note. And... You know, this was a sad story, but it ends up on an upswing, and that's really all you can hope for. So, there is a monkey named Millie, a monkey named Millie who uh, lived in the UK. Millie, poor sweet Millie, was highly abused by her owner, an absolute bitch, monster, monster woman. Um, she abused this monkey, the marmoset so thoroughly like I can't even get into it without getting choked up there is a video there there were 22 videos that they had found um during this court case of her animal abuse of her like gleefully gleefully abusing Millie and one of them she tries to flush Millie down the toilet the monkey is like arms to the bowl like trying to save herself it's so tragic. I couldn't even watch the video. I saw a, a screenshot and that was enough. Like, I, you flush an animal down the toilet like you're sick. You're a sick, sick person. <sighs> this bitch only got like three months in jail and she hasn't served the time yet because she got a one year delay. Um, however, Millie has been rescued. Millie is living her best life. There was also a video of um, the, her former owner trying to feed her cocaine off of her finger. Like, the depths of depravity of this monster. So, like I said, Millie has been rescued, thank God. And she's got herself a man. She found herself some love in her life. And she's really doing well. Her boyfriend's name is Moon. They live in Dorset, England, um, at a rescue that's rescued over 120 monkeys from the UK's illegal uh, pet trade. So, like, Millie's truly having a hot girl summer and I'm so thrilled for her. I'm happy for you, Millie. Um, and you know, onward and upward for you, girl, nothing but death and paper cuts to your former owner, that absolute monster. Okay, let's move on. Moving on to a story that I found interesting only because of the entirety and the theory that I've created in my head. Um, So I hope you're ready to join the ride with me on this. Okay, so my friend Shira pointed out to me that there was a TikTok posted by Cheryl Burke, Dancing with the Stars, Cheryl Burke. Now, she's been married to Matthew Lawrence uh, for quite some time, but they're estranged divorcing. I think there's been a filing happening or they're the very least have been separated for the better part of this year. So she posted on TikTok. Um, Adele's while when we were young, we're playing is playing in the background. Okay. And she's just like looking into the camera and it says, um, when he would never, when he said he would never talk to her again, yet I found text messages, Viagra and a necklace hidden in a pair of his shoes. And then she says, the last time is absolutely right, exclamation point. This is in the caption. Goodbye forever. 
Hashtag exes suck. Hashtag goodbye forever. Hashtag hope it was worth it. Okay. So the first thing I'm like, okay, am I really interested in Cheryl Burke? No. Am I interested in Matthew Lawrence? Definitely not. Um, how, although I will say that he was my preferred Lawrence brother, you know, during that time when we were, you know, picking our, our favorite Lawrence brother, you know, that seven to nine months in 1998, we all remember, most of us remember, but, um, with that being said, I remembered something that I happened to peep a couple weeks ago, which was oddly a video of, or pictures rather, of Matthew on the beach with Chili from TLC. Huh. <laughs> when I saw those pictures, I'm like, that's Okay. I'm going to put this in my pocket for later and and I'm taking it out of my pocket now and I'm putting the pieces together and I'm thinking that, you know, this really happened, like those pictures came out like maybe last week, a week and a half ago. And I'm just thinking this is a little too close. However, in this article about Cheryl Burke's TikTok, it says that, you know, sources say, excuse me, that um, the post was intentionally not specific. Now, how is that possible? Because you said there was a necklace hidden in a pair of shoes and Viagra and text messages. I mean, either this happens to you a lot (laughs) or that seems rather specific. I feel like at least the person, the party involved should probably be able to put the pieces together himself. You know what I mean? (laughs) This is Matthew. How do you, that's really specific for you to be like, this is not intentionally specific. (laughs) Yes, it is. That's exactly what it is, actually. (laughs) What I will say, though, is I am loving this new era of scorned exes calling out their partner's bad behavior. Like, let's talk about it. You know, let's hit up Twitter. Get the fingers. You know, you can you can tweet and delete. It's going to be there. Somebody took a screenshot point zero 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 one eight seconds into you posting it so it doesn't matter tweet and delete it girl we're all gonna see it let's talk about it let's get into it let's air it out this is the only way that hollywood's gonna be more interesting i really think we're in a slope um and i actually tweeted the other day that i feel like after years and i've been saying for years now that every year people try to act like this is the year that the kardashians are canceled or you know not going to be popular anymore and i won't agree with that however i do think that this is the year that they haven't had a steep decline in interest in their whole thing (laughs) the brand the individuals the relationships what have you a lot of people want to attribute this to Kanye and be like, oh, once he was out, that was it for them. I don't necessarily agree. I will fully agree that uh, he elevated them. There's no doubt about that. Like, you cannot argue that anybody who would be would be lying. However, you know, Kanye's brand isn't great either. I would argue that his brand is definitively worse than theirs as a whole. But... um yeah, I don't think his absence is what's making this happen. I just think there's nowhere else for them to go. There's nothing else for them to do. Like, you know how I was talking about a couple weeks ago, it was Kylie's birthday and she got 
a Birkin. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is another Birkin to Kylie Jenner? (laughs) Or any Jenner. You know what I mean? (laughs) At this point, like, where else do we have to go? They've all had kids, except for Kendall. But, like, if Kendall announced she was pregnant, would it shake the table? I don't think so. You know? If uh, Kylie were to get married to Travis Scott... That definitely isn't going to get good press. People are still deeply unhappy about what happened with Astroworld. So that's not going to do anything. Um, You know, I feel like Kim and Pete would have been a much bigger deal three years ago than than it was this year. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like the interest is waning Kylie had some sort of Kylie Jenner uh, cosmetic, Kylie Cosmetics party that was just like a flop. The whole family came, and I think they expected it to be this moment. But how many um, Kylie Cosmetic parties have we seen over the years now? How many parties have we seen with that baby pink and like the different displays and like the large Kylie sign? Like, you know, who cares? <laughs> Who cares anymore? You know, I just don't know. Like, there's no life milestone for them to accomplish. I think Courtney and and Travis was like the big, the last big thing. And I don't even think, again, like, I think if this had happened, if they had gotten married three years ago, this would have been a much bigger deal than it was even then. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't care. (laughs) Just the thought that I was having. And, you know. Sound off if you agree. This actually leads me to my next subject, which is very quick. Scott Disick is dating Kimberly Stewart, Rob Stewart's, Rob, Rod Stewart's daughter. (laughs) Um, Okay. I'm just happy that she's actually older than him. She's 42 to his 39. Not that age matters, but in this case, it absolutely does. I'm just thrilled he's no longer dating somebody who is, uh, you know, studying to get their their degree, their high school degree. You know what I mean? Um, I They started dating, actually, in 2015 um, after Scott and Courtney broke up for the first time, but who cares? <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about Kimberly Stewart, you know? I, I I don't care. But I'm just happy that he's dating somebody older. That's really the only takeaway from that. I think I find the Stewart family to be depressing as a whole because the last time I had eyes on Sean Stewart, the son, he was on The Hills, the last season of The Hills reboot, and it was rough. They tried to force a storyline with him and Audrina, like, maybe dating, and she couldn't even pretend to be interested in him and no shade to Audrina, but like even her most interested self is a little flat. So imagine having to watch her sort of pretend to be into this guy that she very clearly is not into. Painful. Painful for all parties involved. Honestly, if I were Sean, I'd be really embarrassed about that. It is, however, iconic that Kimberly just like randomly had Benicio Del Toro's baby. <laughs> After a, a what they claim is a one night stand, like that's pretty cool. That's tight. Good for her. Anyway, okay, our girl of the week. I'm gonna keep it a little lighthearted because there could be another girl in here, but it's it's gets darker. So we're gonna keep it special for that one. But our girl of the week is gonna go to J Lo for a couple reasons. Okay, um, one. 
I didn't realize, and I should have, like, that was probably foolish of me not to realize that the uh, state, a state that Ben and JLo got married at last weekend was a, okay, my understanding is that it's a, not an actual plantation in the sense that it was not around during that era. It is a home that was recreate built in 2000 to look like a plantation, which is dubious, but doesn't have like the actual gnarly history. It's just like celebrating that gnarly history. I don't know why I'm calling it gnarly. (laughs) I mean, it's clearly beyond that, but, um, so what I had heard is that Ben had this pretty disastrous episode of Finding Your Roots in which he discovered on camera that his ancestors were slave owners and he really tried hard to bury that. And part of that was to try to sell that house so to not even like entertain any sort of association, right? He knocked down the price significantly, like over a million dollars, couldn't find a buyer for it. So he ended up just keeping the property all this time. So the story goes. Um, So, yeah, I don't love that. It's not quite as bad as Ryan and Blake, but in ways it's a little bit worse. You know what I mean? In ways it is worse. Um, With that being said, there's that. Also, I, you know... Can we just do a wedding dress talk real quick? Because several people got married last weekend. Sarah Hyland from Modern Family got married to that bachelor guy. Um, I have a funny story about him I wish I could tell. And I shouldn't have even said it because I can't say it. But (laughs) um, let's say the the man is thirsty. The moral of that story is that he's incredibly thirsty. Okay. Um, uh, So, okay. Sarah Hyland and then Sheena, obviously obviously Sheena Shea and I noticed that she changed her uh Instagram because I was wondering like are we going to keep the Shea or are we going to go Sheena Davies but her Instagram just has Sheena so I think we're we're going we've gone into one name territory with Sheena at this point um she's still Sheena Shea in my heart you know um so okay Sheena Sarah and JLo all got married the same weekend I I think the number three the worst dress was JLo honestly from what I saw Pleasantly surprised with Sheena's dress and Sarah's was cute. It was cute. None of these were like spectacular, but given what we've gotten from Sheena in the past, like <sighs> you did it, baby. She looked great. She she honestly looked great. Now, do we want to talk about Brock's uh, bridal groomsman uh, cowboy boots with the chains on them? No, we don't. Because the whites didn't match. The whites didn't match the shoes and the clothes. And that's rough, baby. You know, because those are picked. Those, you picked the, the dipper. <laughs> you take pictures on that day and those days, that's forever. You know what I mean? Um, oh, they're real bad. Real bad to look at. Not good. Anyway. Um, but shout out to Sheena. She looked honestly incredible. And Summer Moon, honey. That's right, right? Yeah. Very cute. Adorable child. Anyway, back to J-Lo, Heather Morris of Glee. And listen, (laughs) Heather Morris is all, every time I think about her, she's going to make me laugh because, do you guys remember? 
uh, summer of 2020, she did an interpretive dance that she posted on TikTok in memory of George Floyd. <sighs> Don't look it up, but look it up. It's, oh, Heather. I don't know what she thought she was doing, but she tried. She was trying. That, <laughs> and you can't take that away from her. She was trying. But anyway, um, she went on a podcast and said that she's a dancer. You know, she was on the um, uh, single ladies video. She's like an accomplished choreographer, dancer, whatever. Aside from that video in 2020. Um, but she was talking about a time where she had done auditions for JLo. She was there all day. Dancer life is tough. You could be there auditioning for a big role for the entirety of the day and you're not getting paid, right? Like your blood, sweat, and tears bleeding out. You could end up getting cut and, you know, nothing came of it, right? But so she's talking about that and she says that she was auditioning for JLo. And JLo comes into the room after a long day of auditions and says, thank you so much. You guys have worked so hard by a show of hands or there, if there are any Virgos in the room, can you just raise your hand? So then she, Heather says that Lopez went over to her assistant and whispered something in her ear and told the dancers who was, who were Virgos. Thank you so much for coming. You guys got to go. <laughs> so, she says this was like really obviously like very weird. Um, she claims that this is absolutely a fact. I will want to put it out there that um, uh, her ex-husband, Mark Anthony, is a Virgo. And quiet as it's kept. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. 
BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. They really kept their relationship pretty low key in terms of rumors. But if you look, there's some, you can do some digging and find out that allegedly their relationship was quite contentious and not great. So that might lend some credence into it. However, going back to her wedding with Ben, did you guys see the clip of her doing a full on performance of a new song at her wedding reception with Ben like standing Sitting in a chair right in front, like this was for Ben, but also for the audience. Girl, <laughs> J Lo is a Leo. If that wasn't incredibly obvious at this point, that is so funny. That's very Sheena Shea. Like, that's did Sheena perform a new song at her wedding? We want to know. I want to know. Oh, I forgot to write this down. Y'all are, did we hear the rumors? And it's really sounding like it might be true that Raquel. And Tom Schwartz are real bad. What? You guys, that's wild. I love that. And it makes so much sense to me in my mind. It makes all the sense in the world. Think of who Raquel was with before. British British Tom Schwartz. Like, we don't talk about this, but James and Tom Schwartz are two peas in a pod. They are birds of a feather. They get off on this golly gosh, I'm going to try and do better attitude. And here they are fucking and doing whatever the hell they want, um, consuming substances in en masse that they shouldn't be and engaging in some real sloppy boy behavior. You know, why don't we talk about they are two, they are, they are, People always say that James and Jackson are the same. I think it's more James and Tom Schwartz. I really do. And so it does not surprise me that Raquel would be with a guy like that, a guy who is like, oh, sweet, and also like very dark. And oh, I, if I can just fix him, I'm going to be very sweet and like just be very nice and hope that my winning smile and my Bambi eyes are going to like save him. And you know what, girl? Run. Run. He, you are not going to save this man. Okay, you're, it's not going to, and it's of no fault of your own. Don't do it. But also, I'm going to need Andy and a camera. <laughs> and I think we do. I think Andy and a camera are there. So there were rumors that they were making out in Cancun at Sheena's wedding. Um, I heard that Katie was not there for the wedding. However, she was in Cancun. People who did show up to the wedding, Kristen Doty, Jackson Brittany, Um, whether I, I heard that they were not filming them, like intentionally not filming the, uh, former cast members. So we'll see. Um, but this, I like, I love it and I don't, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? All right. Well, speaking of weddings, I guess we have to talk about an engagement that happened over the weekend. Congratulations to Lindsay. And Carl of Summer House for getting engaged. Um, I guess we can go over the People article. 
talk about what happened since they gave us every effing detail. <laughs> I'm just going to talk about a little bit of it. I'm just kidding, you guys. I'm not really... <laughs> I'm not that upset personally. I, many of you reached out to me saying, you're the first person I thought of, Kara. I'm so sorry. I'm sending my condolences, and I appreciate that. However, I've really made peace over the past few months that, you know... While I still think that ultimately Carl and I are endgame, you have to, when you really love somebody, you have to let them go out and live their life and come back to you at the end. So I'm fine. I'm fine with this very temporary situation that I don't think should be continuing. However, they seem to be very happy. So we're just going to keep keep pushing, okay? So the article is a whole conversation about the, like literally every detail about their running or their engagement. Um, so what had happened was that Carl told Lindsay that they were going to a group bonfire down in the Hamptons, but that they had to go there early to set things up. So instead she sees this whole picnic, this whole setup. And she's like, you know, um, I'm starting to think we're not having a bonfire. <laughs> This article really makes me laugh because it's it's so Lindsay in, like, the best way. Like, it's actually delightful. Um, So then they walked from the boardwalk to the beach, and Carl laid out signs with messages saying seven years to commemorate how long they've been friends and best friends and lyrics from songs they listen to, like Lee Bryce's Rumor, which I've never heard. But you know what? I'm not going to start now. And Ario Speedwagons can't fight this feeling. I mean, my God, you guys. <laughs> I love this for you, but it just... Ooh. <laughs> I'm cringing on the inside, but I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you guys. So then Carl says, as we got there, I told her we haven't had alone... Had, had, excuse me. We haven't had time to have alone time this summer. Which we could have edited that sentence, I think. Um, and I wanted to do something special. And I had the ring in the beach bag she was carrying that I snuck in there. And as she turned her back, I figured this is my chance. I grabbed the ring, got down on one knee, and I turned her around and told her I wanted to spend the rest of my life with her. How happy I was. And that our love story was just beginning. Okay. He said, will you marry me? And I said, a thousand times yes. And he said, hold on, let me get the ring. And I was like, I don't care. When should we get married? Now? I'm ready. <laughs> oh, my God. I Listen. I'm, like, really happy for Lindsay. Clearly, this is what she wanted. I had a conversation last night with some friends. We thought this relationship is sort of giving um, marriage contract, best friend marriage contract. Like, if we don't get married by a certain time, this is going to do it. Listen, you guys, I, I, like, truly not on some hater shit, this just doesn't feel right to me. It just doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel authentic. Okay? And I don't even think that, like, they're trying to pull the wool over any of our eyes. Like, I think they're happy in the way that, like, it works. I just don't think, (laughs) like, I think it's easy. I don't know if this is, like... The, the love story of, to end all love stories. Not even within the summer house. I think that might be Maya and Kyle. By the way, you guys, ooh, I saw Maya. 
I saw Maya. I, I ran into her. I can't really give too much of the details because I would be blowing up her spot. But I did see her um, over the weekend, and she's beautiful. She's very pretty and tall and tall. So the moral of the story is shout out to Maya, you know, <laughs> buy her cookies. <laughs> All right. Our last story has to do with Olivia Wilde. And y'all, this chick is out here fighting for her damn life. Just everybody she's getting it from everybody and it kind of seems like she might deserve it so gosh i don't even know who to start with i guess we'll start with her situation with uh florence Pugh because i think all things all roads start with that right okay so olivia did a movie she directed a film called don't worry darling starring florence Pugh, harry styles apparently that's when she and harry got together and um what should have been Shia LaBeouf. Harry ended up taking that role, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So there have been rumors for quite some time that Florence didn't want to do press for the movie that she felt like she wasn't respected in like many avenues. Um, the most recent story being that, she found out that Harry made three times the amount that she did for her role in that movie. This is something that Olivia denies. There are also rumors that Florence was not happy because that set was basically just like a love fest between Olivia and Harry and the beginning of their relationship. And she just felt like it was really unprofessional and she wasn't like loving the whole situation. Word on the street is Florence doesn't want to do promo for the movie and it's just not been great. So Olivia did an article in which she addressed several things and I, okay. So like, I don't even know where to begin. There's really so much here. So, okay. Olivia in this article is talking about how she decided to fire Shia LaBeouf on behalf of Florence because during this time where they were um, starting with pre-production and and hiring people casting that this stuff came out with Shia and FKA Twigs in which she sued him and alleged that he had been abusive in several ways to her physically, emotionally, the whole thing. They're still, you know, dealing with that case And so Olivia says that Shia was fired to keep Florence Pugh safe and that she, quote, wishes him health and evolution because I believe in restorative justice amid the abuse allegations. So this is what she's saying. I fired him because of Florence, because sisters are doing it for themselves. Solidarity. She felt uncomfortable. That was her safety was my first priority. However, Shia released the receipts in which he says he emailed Olivia to quit the film because there was a lack of rehearsal time and he sent both Olivia and Variety uh, screenshots of their text messages from August 2020 in which he said, I'm going to have to back out of the role. And like I said, the role ended up being recast to Harry Styles. He also says that Olivia was claiming that he had, Shia had combative energy. And he was like, we didn't even get to that point, okay? And actually, 
I'm really going to let the chopper spray on you, sis. So in this email, he says, firing me never took place, Olivia. And while I fully understand the attractiveness of pushing that story because of the current social landscape, the social currency that that brings, it's not the truth. So I'm humbly asking as a person with an eye toward making things right, that you correct this narrative as best as you can. He also gave a video to Variety that he claims Olivia sent him two days after he quit. And this is a video, you heard the clip at the beginning of the episode. She's riding around in her car, sending the selfie video. It was like, hey, bro, like, you know, I really think we can work things out. You know, I'm not ready to give up on you. And I'm just heartbroken that you decided to quit. And um, she's like, you know, I think this might be a little bit of a wake up call for Miss Flo. Suggesting that like Florence was being a difficult and that the fact that Shia was exiting stage left was a wake-up call for like get her shit together (laughs) which is an extremely different retelling of uh how you say it in that variety article now make no mistake i am not caping for shia at all he is a monster even in his retelling of the situation with FKA Twigs now, he really like pulls this contrite I've learned situation, but there's also a lot of self-pity, I think, happening. Um, a lot of, you know, I uh, you know, my career could essentially be over and you're just making it worse for me. I have a child I need to feed and blah, blah, blah. Like, nobody feels sorry for you, sir. Not a single person. Like, you have put yourself in this situation. And I can imagine that if you actually um, come to Jesus and come to the red table, the red table of your own conscience, <laughs> that you might feel you should feel extreme shame and guilt for what you did to other people. Like he's times very honest and transparent, but then there's also moments where he feels like he's not quite feeling, I, I don't get the sense from Shia that he feels like he should be punished to the extent to which he is being punished. And I'm using punished in, um, extreme air quotes because he's clearly the consequences of his own very bad behavior. Like in one moment, he'll say that in a way FKA twigs saved him by, um, you know, calling him out for his abuse. But then on the other hand, he'll be like, Oh, well, Olivia, you putting this out there that you fired me is actually like, think about what my daughter's going to read. Like she's going to read this one day. And like, I should be responsible for, myself but like you know I can only take on the things that I've done you need to be more responsible for how you word things which I don't know I just think it's a little dramatic given the situation but I do think he is right in the fact that like don't act like you were trying to save women this was not the narrative that he put on it but this is what I'm putting on it like don't act like you were here for her when that is literally not the case and you're trying to act behind the scenes like you really want this man back the man that you claim she was uncomfortable with. (laughs) So you fired him and that you thought that kind of like she was being a brat and like, this would be a come to Jesus moment for her. So I think that's whack. I think that's real whack. 
So about the pay disparity rumors with Florence and um, apparently Florence is also upset that in the trailer for the movie, there were like blatant sex scenes shown of her that she I guess didn't feel were necessary. Um, So Olivia says there have been a lot of rumors out there that I largely don't pay attention to, but the absurdity of the invented clickbait and subsequent reaction regarding a non-existent pay disparity between our lead and supporting actors really upset me. I'm a woman who's been in this business for over 20 years, and it's something that I have fought for myself and others, especially being a director. There's absolutely no validity to those claims. That may very well be true, but clearly something's going on because if the one of the main actors for your movie doesn't want to do promo or even talk about it, something happened. Something that she's not happy, or maybe a few somethings happened that she wasn't happy about, and that's like pretty big. That's, I mean, Florence is probably somebody who is a big enough actress to where she can have the option of whether or not she wants to promote a movie after she makes it. Um, Many people don't, but uh, yeah, something happened clearly. So that leads us to uh, situation number three, beef number three. So we had Olivia versus Florence Shia now to her ex, Jason Sudeikis. So as you guys remember a few months ago, uh, he had her, somebody served her papers as she was on stage promoting, I think, don't worry, darling, <laughs> I think this movie, this has real been a, a disaster of a, a film rollout, if we've ever seen one, but she was on stage, somebody served her with papers regarding a uh, custody issue between she and Jason and their two children. Their kids are eight and five, okay, and I think we need to keep that in mind uh, for what happens in the future. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So about the situation, Olivia says, I hated that this nastiness distracted from the work of so many different people in the studio that I was up there representing. To try to sabotage it was really vicious, but I had a job to do. I'm not easily distracted. But, you know, sadly, it was not something that was entirely surprising to me. I mean, there's a reason I left that relationship. So Jason, after that whole situation, after the papers were served, he says that he had no prior knowledge of the time or place that Olivia would be served and that it was up to the process serving company. He goes on to say that he would never condone her being so served in such an inappropriate manner. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know about this. I'm like on the fence about this whole situation because to go into a conference or whatever, large group sitting, 
for an event that requires a lot of credentials and COVID testing and all of that, it does seem really extra, but I also feel like, is it up to the person to tell the process server how and when to serve a paper? Like, isn't that up to them? I don't know. But it's also like, this is Hollywood, baby. You can pay anybody to do anything. So regardless, it was messy. I've never really had come to a consensus as to whether or not I believe he was really behind it. I'm not sure. 75% of me says no. 25% of me is willing to listen to another opinion. Olivia goes on to say that the only people who suffered from that public situation were, quote, my kids, because they'll have to see that and they shouldn't ever have to know that happened. For me, it was appalling, but the victims were an eight-year-old and a five-year-old, and that's really sad. I chose to become an actress. I willingly walked into the spotlight, but it's not something that my children have asked for. And when my kids are dragged into it, it's deeply painful. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Like, as a child of divorce, I mean, clearly my parents are not celebrities. Maybe I would feel differently. I don't know. I just feel like they'll probably move on with their lives not being, like, super devastated that their mom got served with papers on stage. I don't know. This just doesn't seem like something that's really going to, like, throw somebody's life into a tailspin. It shouldn't. It shouldn't, right? Here's what really fucked me up, is that she goes on to talk about the custody agreement that she has with Jason. She feels like, I don't know. (laughs) If we don't want to talk about custody, let's not talk about custody. I don't know. But anyway, she says that initially these eight and five-year-old children were being carted back and forth between L.A., London, and New York. Jason had filed some sort of custody to uh, get custody of the kids to stay in New York with him full-time. For whatever reason, the judge dismissed that case, dropped it. Which is curious. Um, so she says that they have a week on, week on, week off, week on situation where the kids are going to London. My understanding is that these kids are going to London for a week, one week on, one week off. That sounds exhausting. And also, what do you need to be in London? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, there's a clear reason why she's in London, right? And, you know, put in his one direction. Right? (laughs) I don't know. I'm trying to make a sex joke. It's it's not working. Um, But, like, obviously she's in London because Harry's British, right? So to have your kids to go from New York to L.A., to London... Every other week, that just seems exhaustive for them. So to like talking about how, oh, I'm when I'm with the kids, I'm 24 seven with them. It's like, yeah, it's called being a parent. okay. Um, But like when they're in London with me, I'm with them all the time. I don't know. It just seems. I don't know. Like if you're so concerned about them, could you make their lives a little bit easier so they're not having to take transatlantic flights? Every week. (laughs) Because you want to play Happy Homes with Harry Styles. That's wild to me. That's wild. I'm also a little bit surprised that Harry would still be based in London. Like, this does seem like a, oh, we're an international couple and we're going to be in London because that's cool and we want to be away from the paps. 
the paparazzi and like people don't bother us and we can live our real lives. We can't do that in LA. That I'm sure that's like why they do it. But again, you have two kids and that re- like I would not want to do that. That really sounds very involved. Um I want to end this by saying that they did the uh, people who did this interview with Olivia did reach out to Florence for a comment and she declined, which I think lends credence to my fact that like, again, here's an opportunity where Florence could have set the record straight and said, Hey, there's nothing wrong with me and Olivia. We're fine. But she's not doing that and she's getting opportunities and she's actively not taking them, which means something in the milk ain't clean. And let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Florence, come on the podcast, girl. Tell me. We'll get into it. We can cook. Let's cook a meal and you can tell me why you hate Olivia Wilde. (laughs) And I'll tell you about the time that I uh, ran into her and Jason when they were still together on the train. I've talked about the story all the time. And I was, if you guys aren't familiar with the NYC train, it's not like one long thing where everybody can just walk on. Like they're cars i mean i'm sure you guys know this (laughs) there are cars so when the train pulled up i was kind of in between these two cars so i was like oh let me just walk to the one that is in front of me because i'm walking in that direction right and i just look and you know those situations have you been in the situation where you make eye contact with somebody at the same time but they clearly think that you've been looking at them (laughs) and I wasn't, but that's what happened with me and Olivia, I think. So she gave me a really dirty look. But I was like, ugh, I didn't really like that. Like, it was too much for me. However, Jason was the one who held the subway car open for me and let me on before he himself got on the train. So for me, because I'm extremely petty and I hold on to a grudge, like, if you're going to make me not like you, listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll do that. I'll do that. So... <laughs> For me, and I'm willing to admit, like, you don't have to even tell me, I know this is extremely petty for me to have a years-long beef with Olivia Wilde because she gave me a dirty look at the Clinton-Washington subway station in Brooklyn, okay? I know it's petty, but I'm holding on to it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Is this painting my um, opinion of this whole situation? No, because I don't think it has to. It kind of speaks for itself, girl. Kind of speaks for itself. So with that, you guys, um, yeah, that's that's it for this week. I'm not going to be recapping Real Housewives of Atlanta. I'm sorry. Maybe I'll do it next week. But thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Love you. Bye. Bye.